Hey kids, welcome back to another episode of Here for the Booze. I'm your host, Jax, and in this episode, we, meaning me by myself, (laughs) but you listening, are going to rank the deaths in the Final Destination franchise. How about that? Figured instead of just talking about the movie, you know, we can kind of just talk about the not like scientifically but like you know the probability of some of these death sequences some of them are kind of obvious where they stand and I will tell you the ranking system in a minute but you know I I thought that this would just be a kind of you know a fun way to get into the movie rather than just talking about what happened because obviously we're going to talk about what happened because this is what happens is everybody dies (laughs) so welcome (laughs) but anyway um it's been a little bit of a weird February. Um, I mean, we are in March right now, but I visited my family and I just kind of got into a weird funk after my birthday and just, I don't know, just a little lazy and, you know, nobody's really pressuring me to, you know, pull out episodes, but I do want to get better at it. So I apologize if some of you have really been waiting. (laughs) Um, But I also have kind of been struggling. Um with all this wet, crazy weather we've been having, like it, it kind of fucks with my sinuses. So I kind of just don't feel that great when, you know, it's some low pressure coming in and like, no joke. Like it just, it kind of hits me like a ton of bricks, but totally fine. But I did get a little sick, um, back in my stomach. I had like a stomach bug and then I had like a pretty bad, like congestive cold. That's usually how I get sick. And then if it gets, really bad. It turns into a fun, you know, thing of bronchitis. So <laughs> it's been a while since that happened, but anyway, sorry, just kind of rambling about that. But other things that have been going on and, you know, just trying to plan out the rest of my conventions. I haven't decided if I'm definitely going to go to the Houston Horror Fest, although it keeps getting harder and harder to not go because um, there's great people there and obviously it's Houston, but I'm still just kind of struggling with how I'm going to do it. But anyway, um, and it's going to be a little more expensive than I want to pay. So, and then another, there's another convention in Kentucky, which is a little bit closer for me. And not that I'd drive it, but I would definitely probably could get a cheaper flight there than Houston. And I bet the hotel might be a little bit cheaper. I don't know. But anyway, I'm still kind of trying to figure out because I do have two, um, in New England that I'm going to possibly a third if I don't know when the guests are going to come out for Silver Scream Con if there's going to be another one not to say there won't be but they I think there is going to be one but they haven't announced anybody who's coming so we will wait and see because that one was fun but I feel like for that one I would only go for a day I don't think I would make the weekend out of it like I did this last time Unless there was going to be a ton of awesome people who I won't see at the other two conventions I'm already, possibly three that I'm going to. So that's why I'm, I'm you know, I'm trying to just be a little smart here. Um, another frustrating thing is the savers that I go to in my, in my city. I hate saying that I live in a city, but in the city that I live in has been like so busy. And every time I've gone, the parking lot's just been like, packed of people like shopping in it not just like dropping off like just fucking shopping and that's cool like I'm I appreciate the upcycling a hundred percent however (laughs) when you're looking for something specific 
like VHS. No, I'm just kidding. No, but seriously, every time I've gone these last, like, I want to say, like, almost, I feel like I haven't bought a VHS from there in a, in a bit. I think the last one I got there was Hannibal. I also got, like, an original, like, late 80s version of A Christmas Story on VHS that was, like, pristine for 99 cents. But there's not a lot of places I can go to like where I live, unless I want to go into like downtown Cambridge or Boston, figure out parking, which gives me a fucking anxiety attack. So yeah, I don't, that's why like I don't go into the city. I feel like so many people are like, why do you live so close? Like, why don't you go in? It's like, cause I have anxiety. <laughs> I already like stressed that like, I don't love a big crowd. You know what I mean? Like the conventions I go to in New England are definitely small. So if you kind of live in like outside of New England, come and come to these ones. They're not that crazy. I will say if you go to like the PAX convention or the real comic cons, those are probably crazy. But like the small horror ones that have popped up have been very manageable, I will say. Um, But I know I was thinking about as last year we went to Fear Fest in North Carolina, but I was a drive that was just a little bit longer than I really liked. And I didn't love that we didn't stay as long. And I don't know. Um, I feel like if I was going to do that one again, I'd probably want to just fly. But it was honestly, though, it was nice to like have a car. (laughs) You know what I mean? To like be able to do whatever we wanted and go wherever when we wanted. So that was that was, you know, kind of a anyway. Sorry, I'm just rambling. But final destination. So the first one actually came out March 17th in 2000, which is crazy to think that I'm doing this episode 10 days before it came out um, 23 years ago. But here we are. It was directed by James Wong and it had an array of actors that had kind of had some notoriety and some of them did not. And Devin Sawa probably was the top billing actor besides Tony Todd in this movie, I would I would guess. I would guess. Um, because he was our, you know, childhood heartthrob or our teenage heartthrob. You know, Devin Sawa was a huge part of my childhood. I feel like I love obviously Casper, hello, but I love now and then. And I loved Wild America, which was that movie with him and his brothers. And they lived like, I don't know if it was like Wyoming or the Dakotas or Montana, like somewhere over there where it's gorgeous. And I th- and they're like brothers. I don't even know. All I remember, it was Jonathan Taylor Thomas, Devin Sawa, and another hot guy. And I don't remember his name. But it was like these three brothers, whatever. Anyway, rambling about that. <laughs> But, you know, Devin Sava was a huge part. You know, Idle Hands was, yeah, that was before this. I'm trying to think of other things that he did that came out before this. But, you know, I think that it's, you know, a huge testament to the time that this movie came out and he was in it. You know, it was only five years after her or six years after Casper. It wasn't that much time. Like, thinking back in it right now, like, that felt like a lifetime back then. Like... <laughs> You know, going from watching Casper to watching fucking Final Destination within six years. Like, what a fucking trip as a kid, you know? So I feel like, you know, this was a huge part of, you know, going to Blockbuster and renting a movie. This was the prime example of the tangible items that, you know, we as millennials, quote unquote, are seeking for. Because it's a it's a big part of what we remember. You know, it's what we did. It was our life. It was you know, and somehow it's gone. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's what's wild is like, wow, like that wasn't that long ago for some of us. You know what I mean? Video rental stores, what did the, I feel like the one in my hometown started 
you know, going out of business, what, like 2010, 11, something like that, maybe nine, something like that, like late 2000s, you know, and they held on, they held on and I totally bought a bunch of stuff. <laughs> I still have like all the saws that I have on DVD are from the place that I worked at because <laughs> I bought them. They were like, re you know, used rentals because they were cheaper. But anyway, um, I just think that this movie too was just, it was so different and it was so real. You know what I mean? And that's why I felt like, let's talk about the deaths. Let's, let's really kind of break them down and let's go through the ranking system I've come up with, which is really easy. Um, but you know, let's just go through them. So the number one would be no way that ain't happening. If I rank it a one, if I rank it a two, which a lot of them are twos, <laughs> but if I rank it a two, um, it would be maybe under different circumstances, meaning that could be an array of like, you know, for an example, Todd's death, you know, that's a maybe because there were deliberate things that this death, um, spirit creature presence does to the water. You know what I mean? I feel like there are certain blatant things that like, okay, yeah, that's definitely like death. That's, that's no way just an accident, you know, whereas a lot of these are kind of like, Ooh. and then three is, yeah, that could happen or it already actually has happened. Cause some of these deaths I feel like, um, yeah, definitely. So first death, which I feel like if we're going to start at the beginning, we're going to for me, like we're actually going to talk about the plane crash, which actually includes everybody's death. <laughs> so to start off, I'm ranking the plane crash a three, which would be, yes, that could happen or it already has. Because as we all know, there have been planes that have gone down and, you know, whether or not it was, you know, a 747 or a giant international plane, which I don't know what those ones are called, but you know, whether or not it was one of those, it doesn't matter. Like it happened. It was carrying more than 50 people and people died. So yeah, the initial plane crash that kicks off final destination hundred percent. However, um, I don't know, you know, if I want to include how it happened, I'm just going to say like a plane exploding in general, you know, the reasoning behind it with the lights and the electrical. And I, you know, I am no plane expert, nor am I an electrician or any type of person like that. So I'm not really going to base it off of that. Some of them I might because they're a little more like straightforward, but like, I, I can't say whether or not that whole electrical thing couldn't, couldn't have happened. And I can't say that it could. So, you know, we're just going to leave it as a plane exploding in general, <laughs> regardless of how it happens, it could happen. So starting off the bat with that next one would be after the plane, um, the kids get off the plane and they don't die and they live their lives. The first person to die is Todd. And I ranked Todd's strangulation in the shower a two because I feel like it would happen, but I don't think that he would be. So like how it starts is he's at the sink and a bunch of like random, like, you know, um, what are they called? Like glitches happen, you know, little deja vu moments or, you know, instances of like, Oh God, that, that, that was a close one, you know, in the bathroom when he's like shaving himself or whatever. And the one thing that happens is the toilet bowl is leaking from the, um, the bottom part. So like not the actual, but like the, the toilet itself. So like the bottom part that's like hooked to the floor and, 
it's it like comes out and it's pretty like it definitely looks gel like so like obviously right from the bat you're kind of like uh all right <laughs> but then I think it travels through the grout and all that and you're like all right like here we go but then it like makes like a hard like perpendicular turn and that's where I feel like I have a problem saying like yes this could happen you know what I mean because we see that you know, we don't see the electrical fire happening. Like, it's not like they have a screenshot of the beginning of the plane and then you actually see, like, the sparks and all the shit up top. You don't see any of that. Whereas this one, it actually shows you, boop, 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 here we go. So I feel like, for me, I would rank it like, yeah, but it wouldn't happen like that. You know, and I feel like it's a little less probable because, you know, also the water like recedes back to the toilet and like it's just it'd be different if it had kind of just stayed there and then it was like evidence like yeah he slipped you know but they were trying to make it seem like a suicide but because he was clawing at his neck he had the petechial hemorrhaging and he was struggling you know what I mean like that's not a sign of you know willing strangulation but I mean who also puts their fucking laundry on I don't know like I use the fucking rail so if I have to hang anything in my bathroom, I wouldn't, I'm not putting up a fucking, like a, what are those called? Those like strangle, like a, one of those, uh, strangulation things. I can't even think of the name. Gosh. Anyway, but that, you know what I mean? Like I would never, that just seems like a poor choice anyway. And that's also another reason why I feel like just get a fucking clothing rack, you know, unfold it, put it out. <laughs> but so yeah, Todd's death, I feel like, yeah, you could probably slip and break the string and it could probably wrap around you but is it gonna like is it gonna do what we saw I don't I don't know I feel like that's a lot of I don't know maybe it would you know that's why I rated this one at two is I feel like there's a lot of questions <laughs> I mean I bet I don't know it just seems like very it just seems like very quick like everything happened where I don't I don't know I also don't remember specifically like where he fell because they think he fell like backwards right yeah he like fell backwards into the shower yeah it's just crazy it's just like scary too I feel like these movies also bring out that fear of like accidents fucking happen you know what I mean and like you do stupid shit especially in the second one you know when like things just fucking come back you know but but yeah so Todd dies it's a suicide that they're calling it and everybody's kind of freaking out and then, you know, everybody, uh, this is the scene where Alex and Clear have, you know, kind of, so, you know, they're like having a coffee and they're trying, she's trying to understand like what he saw and how he knew. Cause he also had like this vision of, or this sign that something was wrong with Todd. And that's why like the, the first movie is a little bit more of like him feeling like what the hell to do. He's probably the most clueless one. I feel like to these visions or the visions are the most vague. I feel like, I guess in this movie is the word, the visions are very vague. So Devin Sawa's character, um, Alex has to put a lot of things together himself. So like for Todd, it was like his name, like his, he threw his magazine at his, um, fan and it like ripped the pages and like, Todd's name just like fell on his lap so I feel like nothing else happened except like Todd so it's not like a piece of string was with it or somebody was being strangled and then he saw Todd's thing on TV or you know I don't know but he has to figure out more so he was at the house and 
So Claire is trying to understand like what he sees so that she can probably be a little more in tune. And then all of a sudden you see um, Kara Smith's character, uh, Carter and Terry driving in his car. And they're like, it's that final destination. <laughs> that weird, whatever that song is. I don't know. I just feel like it was like the, the I, it's not a queer song. It's the, the purpose or the, the point of playing that part of the song. I always laugh at, like, I always just laugh at it. So I'm not trying to knock the singer. I'm just laughing because it's just like a perfectly placed lyric from the song in this movie. But anyway, probably a little ironic too. Because then, like, he pulls his car over and he's, like, yelling at Alex and just, you know, Carter is and he's trying to, like, be a badass and whatever. And Terry's like, oh, my God, I'm over this fighting and blah. And she's, like, trying to be dramatic and, like, gonna cross the street, but she's not really paying attention. And she gets fucking hit by a bus as she, like, steps off the curb. Granted, the bus was going really fast and very close to the side of the road. So I will say, Wow. But I, w- but I did rank Terry a three also. So, yes, that would happen. Slash, I'm pretty sure there have been people that have been hit by a bus. So, yeah. I mean, I feel like that would be the one of the... Th- something I would never be able to get out of my head would be seeing that. Because, yeah, Miss Luton was there. Um, what's his name was there? Billy was there. Everybody was right there. It was just crazy. It was just crazy. It was just, like, the perfect, like, moment of, like, whoa. So, like, the actual death, I will say, like, yeah, like, that's definitely a three. For sure. For sure. Next up, we have Mrs. Luton, who she is the teacher who gets off the plane with the kids because of the fight and everything. So she's at her house packing up. She's fucking over it. And then, you know, after seeing Terry die, she's just like, yeah, get me the hell out of this place. Get me out of here. So, you know, she puts on her fucking John Denver record. She's, you know, drinking her fucking vodka. Next thing you know, she, um, this, this series of events is what kills me for this one. So she gets a mug out, puts it on her tile countertop, pours ice cold vodka in it. The bottom cracks. So now she's walking around leaking vodka and I'm pretty sure she's barefoot. Don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure she's barefoot. I feel like I would notice that if you're holding your mug in front of you and the vodka or liquid is dripping out in front of you, you're either going to walk into it or it's going to drip on your foot, right? Right? Okay. So then she goes over to her computer as her thing is dripping, which I don't know. Sorry, I like stepped away from the mic, but as her coffee cup is dripping, she is looking over the computer like how did you not hear it dripping on the anyway so then the computer like literally blows up from this and I don't know if this is true if you get a tiny bit of water and this is one of those old style monitors that had that like tubular back to it like TVs used to and there was like a venting part of it because it needs to fucking breathe because it was so fucking huge and she spilled the water through there so like it you know fried some chips but it must have um fried a resistor or something that held a ton of fucking power or it was the actual power supply explodes the computer and she's looking at it because she can hear it like crackling and shit which is so dumb but she's like looking straight at the monitor and all of a sudden explodes and like literally like a piece of glass from the monitor just like jams in her throat sorry i'm being like descriptive of this but this one's long so then she's like walking around the house, you know, holding the, the, the thing in her neck and then she rips it out and then she's bleeding everywhere and she's slipping and sliding and her house is now on fire. I forget how the house went on fire. 
I think she left the stove on. Oh, I forgot to even include that. There's like a fire going on. And yeah, what, how did she? Cause then like the vodka bottle exploded. I remember that part and that caused like, so like, she's just like, you know, the final straw was her whole like kitchen's on fire. Fucking Alex somehow knew about Mrs. Luton cause he like saw some fire and he knew that she was next. He had figured out the design, death's design. And so he was on his way to her when this fire was happening. So he's walking through her blood as the fire's happening because her blood's like all through the house because she's, you know, fucking bleeding from the neck. She's laying on the kitchen floor. She has a butcher knife through her chest because she tried to grab a towel, but it was on a fucking knife rack. And then the knife rack fell, knives fell under her. And he, I forget what happened, but like, like another explosion happened and like a chair, like knocked the knife, like, you know, bang the knife down into her. It was like a crazy fucking like, what? So yeah, like this part was very dramatic. And then he ends up leaving the house. She died. She's dead. Like it was just wild. It's just like, it's the craziest sequence of events to lead up to this. And this is why I feel like this is what sometimes makes these movies a little silly, not necessarily this death, but I feel like with this, the, what you see and then it happening. You know what I mean? I feel like what some of the later movies do are a little bit better with dialing back on what we see. Um, We see a little bit when it's necessary, but the whole thing of that just, you know, for certain deaths seems, you know, excessive and repetitive. So for this one, I definitely felt like it was a dramatic scene. I I thought it was necessary at this point in the movie. I felt like, you know, things were getting, this was escalating. You know what I mean? And... The next one, so for her death, like I said, I would rate that a one. I don't even think I said that. Sorry. So I rated it like no way that's going to happen. You know, there was just a little too many, you know, things that, you know, perfectly had to be in line. And like I said, how did she not notice that that vodka wasn't spilling? You know what I mean? Like it, it was a lot. Like if you look at the at the video and they show it, you know, falling on the ground, it was kind of a lot significant. I don't know. Maybe she had already like had some vodka. <laughs> um, but yeah, so a one, not, no, you know, not really possible. Sorry, Mrs. Luton. Sorry. <laughs> so the next one is Billy's decapitation. We're actually, you know, slowly getting to the end of the movie. So this, we're going to talk about probably a couple movies in these episodes because, you know, instead of just going through what's happening, let's just talk about what's really happening is that, like I said, everybody's dying. So For Billy's death, I rated it a two because, sure, I don't doubt that something could come off of a railroad track and fucking kill you. I definitely believe that. However, I rated it a two because I just don't believe that in this sequence of events, it was too perfect. You know what I mean? Billy had parked his, you know, Billy and not Billy, I'm sorry. Billy was in the car with Carter and Clear and... um, uh, Carter was, I think I said Carter. Sorry if I said it twice, but Carter's driving and the four of them are in the car and you know, he's Carter's just like, let's just fucking die together. Like if it's my time, like let's go. And he tries to like get hit by the train and he like lays his car over the tracks and he's like, it's not my time. And then he can't start his car. And then Alex gets a flash and he sees the seatbelt ripping and knew that he could get Carter out of the car. And then 
Carter's car gets demolished by the train. It's in a million pieces. And then, you know, Billy is like freaking out because he's like, oh, my God, like it was you like you were, you know, stay away from me. Like he was kind of like freaking out. And he was like, you know, you're next and all the stuff. And he's like standing up next to the train kind of. And you see like off camera, like a piece of metal, like a metal sheet almost like kind of rocking a little. It wasn't like too big, but it was big enough. And it comes up from under the train and decapitates Billy. I will say I appreciated that they didn't decapitate him, like, cleanly. It was, like, a slice of his head. You know what I mean? I felt like it wasn't, like, 100%, like, right at the neck, right at the collarbone. You know what I mean? It was actually, like, at the jaw. Like, it was, it just felt a little more real because it wasn't a perfect, you know, someone chopped your head off. So, but I will say like, I don't, I don't know. I don't think it would happen in this. I wouldn't say it wouldn't ever happen. It's just more of like, I'm not really, this was very specific. You know, if this was a chain that blew in the wind and then knocked something over and then it fucking, you know what I mean? That would be a little different. Like some of the other deaths that we see in the other movies, you know what I mean? If there's a little more nature quote unquote involved or a gentle breeze, that's where I feel like, ooh, that's, that's leaning a little t- more towards probably, you know, but the water thing for, you know, Todd, no, <laughs> a little too obvious. All right. So the, the next one I want to talk about is Alex's fake death, um, which is when he saves clear at the end of the movie. And so now like Billy's the last one to really die because then you have this scene of clear being stuck at her house and that's when her pool, you know, um, all the water comes out and her dog, she saves her dog from the power line trying to get to the water and like all these things. And then she ends up in a, in her car and a power lines on the car. All of a sudden the car is just like totally, it's only grounded by the tires. And Alex is like, I know what to do. And so he like, cause it's cause she's actually next she he sacrifices himself for her and he knew that they would probably be able to bring him back i'm assuming but i don't know if he was kind of like you know i don't know but he does you know get electrocuted and then you see the next scene is them going to france with carter and it's interesting because that's how the the reason, you know, that's why I think that these movies are so fascinating is because they also dive deeper into, you know, human relationships and what we would really do for one another. I feel like these movies, they're not just graphic to be graphic. They're graphic to get you to think about, you know, yourself. And especially as we get into the movies, you know, where the characters get a little less likable in some of the movies. You know what I mean? It just... Really, I, I think, you know, there is a deeper look at these movies than I think that's on the surface, as most horror movies are. But I definitely think that in this movie, it's about, you know, really discovering who you are, what you would do in a crazy situation, and overcoming against all odds, no matter what the situation is. And I just think that finding that within yourself, and that's them going to France. Unfortunately, we have the last death, and that would be Carter. This one, I I rated a one, and I said, no way, that is not happening. And I rated it a one because this one, again, I felt like they showed too much. You know what I mean? They showed too much of, like, every little thing that had to happen that went wrong. Although, 
I don't doubt that chains of events like this happen. It's just, like I said, I think I just saw too much. So, I mean, I feel like getting killed by a sign, pretty rare. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, pretty rare. So, I, you know, that's why this one I definitely ranked a one. You know, would it happen that something, some structure fell? Absolutely. I mean, I feel like in the Boston Tunnel, some of those fucking ceiling tiles were coming down. Yeah. Like, and I don't know if it killed somebody, but it definitely injured a few people. I mean, like, I can't imagine fucking driving in the tunnel and then all of a sudden, oh my God, that would be so ter- so terrifying. Um, but yeah, I mean, I definitely think Carter's death was, things needed to happen perfectly. And like, cause like the variables in that situation are Alex, you know, leaving at the right time, clear, seeing the bus before it hit him, him stepping out of the way. And missing it, the bus swerving, and like it was just all these, you know, little things. Whereas I feel like if I don't know, you know what I mean? I feel like if if it was just an accident, like a straight up accident, had nothing to do with Alex. It was, but it's because she intervened, quote unquote, um, and he didn't die and get hit by that bus, and then Carter did die, so it skipped him. So skipped Alex and went right back to Carter, who was supposed to die before Clear. So that's the first movie in a pinch of how I feel, you know, how their deaths rank. The next movie, I think, is crazy. Um, but the first one, I just think, is so iconic, and it's so just scary. You know what I mean? It's not really funny it's very like a mystery thriller. It's not really like it is a horror movie, but it's not on the. I don't know. I guess it is. I guess it is. I guess, But I think for me, like it's definitely a little bit on like a horror mystery, you know, because they're trying to figure out like how all of this fucking happened and how they can possibly, you know what I mean, like get over it. And they really, you really can't, you know. And I think that there's a lot to be said about that also. So. The next one we're going to talk about is Final Destination 2. So that one actually came out 20 years ago this past January. So it came out January 31st, 2003. And it was directed by David R. Ellis. And it has Clear in it. And she's obviously the only one left because you find out early in the movie that Alex dies from a falling brick. Um, I didn't rate Alex's death. And I just literally thought of that because I hate that they just wrote him out of the movie like that. I wished that there was a way that we could have just, I don't know. I, I really wish that there was, I don't know. Now watching it, it's not a big deal, but I remember when I was younger, like it really bothered me. Like I was like, God damn it, a fucking brick. But I mean that to me, yeah, I would believe that. You know what I mean? There are so many things that just fall from the sky or, you know what I mean? Like people doing stuff. Did you see The Good Place? Yeah. So I think that, you know, his death, I'd probably rate that a three. You know, definitely, probably got to happen. <laughs> All right. So the initial car crash, I actually didn't even rank this because I feel like for all of us, because I was in high school when this came out, for all of us that saw this as teenagers, pre-driving or first years of driving, this movie scarred us. So if you ask us if 
we think, or, you know, the, if you're going to use my ranking system and you're going to ask us what we would rank the crash scene, I think all of us would rank it a fucking, a fucking three. We would all say, yeah, that could fucking happen. You know, there, there have been tons of accidents across the United States that have been, you know, more than four cars. There have been 50 car pileups. There have been 20 car pileups. There have been 10 car pileups. There have been crazy, crazy amounts of cars that have been in accidents. So for me, this accident feels very real, you know, and we've all, I think, you know, gone across some kind of truck carrying some kind of load, whether it be logs or pieces of wood or what the fuck ever. And we feel like it's not strapped the fuck in. Yeah. We've all definitely been in that cop's position like, oh shit, you know, and obviously like, you know, he gets beheaded. But the crash scene I feel is another great opening for these movies. It's absolutely like, I can't, I honestly can't rank. The only one I feel like that would be last would be the fourth one because I don't love, I don't love the final destination, which is the fourth one. Um, I don't love that one, although I do, you know, enjoy watching it for entertainment purposes. But if I, if you're going to ask me if I like it, like, I'm, it's not really going to be a yes. Um, <laughs> I just, like, like it now because I'm just used to watching it a lot because I just, I'm a completionist when it comes to, like, watching see, um, movies sometimes. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so I, I definitely think that this opening sequence is very scary and real and the situations that the people are in in every car are very very real you know what i mean like the kid playing with the water bottles and then when they get in the accident they're under the pedals and the mom can't even break like that is a scary thought you know what i mean because that could fucking happen so you know and then i feel like just mismaneuvering misjudging what someone else is going to do or somebody coming out of nowhere and slamming into you. Like those are all fucking plausible things. So yeah, this opening car crash is a hundred percent plausible. So that gets a three. All right. First to die is the lottery winner. So Evan's death is interesting. So the incubus song is in the background, which is fucking peak early two thousands for me, at least I don't know about you, but I love incubus. Yeah. I said love. I still love him. Um, but I, you know, whatever, love it. So anyway, so he goes, he's making some, I don't know why the fuck he's heating up. Oh, he's heating up like fish sticks or chicken fingers or something on the stove. And then he's heating up Chinese in the microwave, but a magnet fell in it. So it explodes the microwave Causes a fire because he's using a gas stove. He can't open his windows. He his fire extinguisher is like not working. He gets his hand caught in the fucking um, uh, garbage disposal. I mean, boy is having a rough day. So I feel like for this one, for all these things too, all these near misses that he goes through before he gets out of his apartment when it explodes. And then he, like, you know, goes down the emergency uh, ladder, but it's, like, not going all the way down to the bottom, which I don't know if they're supposed to, but anyway. Um, He falls on his back, and instead of, like, rolling over and getting the fuck up, he just, like, lays there and then is impaled through the head by the ladder in the eye. 
So, yeah. So I rated it as a one because it was just a, it was, it's a fun, don't get me wrong. It's a fucking fun scene. And you kind of think like, oh my God, did he beat it? Aha. Uh-huh. Oh no. Um, but it's, it's definitely not a realistic, like who's that dumb that didn't see the fucking magnet in their Chinese? Like, are you that dumb? Um, maybe. But anyway, so yeah, it just, his death was just entertaining, but not very realistic. And I think I forgot to tell you all what I was drinking. So I am so sorry. As we're like 36 minutes in. But I'm drinking those horror wines that I got from Manos. They're like, they're, each bottle's like two glasses of wine. They're very, very small. Which is fine because it's perfect for me. Because my husband doesn't love wine. So opening a bottle for me is like a struggle bus. And I've kind of like stopped buying bottles because I feel like I just waste them. Because I'm very picky about when I want to drink wine. So I do like these smaller bottles and the one I'm drinking is the Annabelle one, but they're all just a Cabernet, uh, a Cabernet Sauvignon, which is not my favorite, but it's fine. This is, this is a fine red. I will, I won't turn it down, but if there's Pinot Noir, I will. Uh, (laughs) I like a, I like a deeper, I don't even know the difference between Pinot and Cab, but I think Pinot is a little bit smoother and I always like to read, this is a fun fact, um, the reason why I actually started drinking Pinot Noir was one night I was single, I was like freshly single like 12 years ago, and I couldn't get vodka because I lived in New Hampshire and I couldn't get it at a gas station, so I was like, shit, but I was like, okay, well, I guess I'm just going to get some wine, and like, you know, wine cool. I'm uh, not wine coolers, Jesus, um, Seltzers weren't a thing back then. It was just like beer, wine, and fucking wine coolers. And those like, those Budweiser margarita things had just come out too. So I was like, well, I'm not doing those because it'll probably throw up. So I decided like, I'm just going to get this. It was this, um, it had like a rooster on it. It was, oh my God, why am I spacing on the name? Something Rex. Anyway, but it was a Pinot Noir, but the, the label at the gas station, mind you, which is like insane to think about, but it said it was like velvety and smooth and it didn't say full bodied, but it definitely like was an enticing, cause like, I don't like Merlot cause it's very dry, oaky. I don't like any of those notes. No, 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 no. Um, so I don't really love fucking Chardonnay unless it's an unoaked Chardonnay, but which they do make if you didn't know, the more you know. Sorry, we're on this wine tangent. But anyway, so I like tried it. And after that, I just only drank that fucking wine. Like it was so good. And then I found some others. And then I was doing um, the liquor promos. I was like a shot girl for a few years in my mid 20s, which was fucking bank. Make a ton of money. But um, yeah. So anyway, it's my fun fact about wine. So if you don't know what to do, ask somebody to describe it or look it up online and read what they say about it and start to remember like what they say and like what you like. You know, if you don't like oak, if it says it's oaky, don't. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like there are certain you can get away with not being an expert, but just being a little more conscious about what they're saying. If you don't know, now you know. Sorry about that. (laughs) Um... But yeah, this is this is okay. But um yeah, so if we're going on the other movie, I might as well pour some more wine. Okay. So Alright, so we rated him a one. Next. Um so then we're gonna talk about Tim and the mother. So he goes to the dentist, almost dies like a few times there, because this dentist office is fucking chaotic. But as he's leaving, as a construction, um 
I'm not even going to talk about the other deaths. No, no, no. I mean, not the other deaths, the other, I'm not going to talk about the whole scene. I don't want to get too into it. But when like at the beginning of the scene, these pigeons keep like flying into like his, the windows in his office at the dentist. So like you kind of notice like, well, there's a lot of birds. So as they're leaving, there's like a construction team outside the office building and they are lowering or bringing some sheets of glass, some massive sheets of glass into the building nearby or right into that building, probably that building. And they, he's the, the kid runs out. It's not even really a kid. He's definitely like a teenager, but, um, he like runs out and scares all the pigeons and they all fly away. And the guy on the controls of the fucking glass and like that crane thing, fucking Jimmy jams and like hits a lever and fucking drops the glass like right on Tim. And yeah, he dies. He gets crushed by the glass. And I rated that a one. I rated that it's not really going to happen. Um, I feel like I thought people in cranes were, I don't know. I just felt like it was a little too easy to drop that, but maybe it is. I am definitely not a crane operator, a construction worker, or anybody who deals with that stuff. But it just, you know, maybe because it's Hollywood, you know what I'm saying? But if it is that easy, that's scary. You know what I mean? That's very, very scary. But it just felt like this was a little like, how often do you hear of somebody getting killed by glass also? You know what I mean? How likely is that? Not very. So yeah, Tim's death is a one. But yeah, he like, you know, gets like jacked up with nitrous oxide before he like was like choking on one of the, I don't know why the fuck they had like a mobile above the fucking people, like fucking babies. Like, oh my God. Silly. Silly. All right. So then his mother is obviously like distraught. They all go to the cop's house to our apartment to like chat about everything and figure out a game plan to like stick together. And Nora is very distraught and she's kind of like had it with everybody and just like, I got a fucking funeral to plan. Like, fuck you guys. If death's coming, like, cause I think her husband had already died. So she was just like, I'm just going to go be with my family. So she goes in the elevator and, um, the, the other guy follows her. I can't remember his name. Eugene clear. Uh, no, sorry. Eugene follows Nora into the elevator to, and like tries to give her the phone. And as he's like, you know, he had handed her the phone, the phone rings in the elevator and there's Nora, Eugene, and this other gentleman with like a bunch of prosthetics and like a basket. And they're kind of like sticking out everywhere and hooks and kind of creepy looking. Um, not going to lie. And she like drops the phone as it rings and she like kneels down to like pick it up. And then she realizes somebody had like a premonition of someone with hooks is going to kill her. So she starts to like freak out because she like, you know, she remembered seeing that man in there. So when she gets up though, his hooks had like from the bat, the basket had like gotten caught on her braid and was like pulling her into when she's trying to leave, it was pulling her back into the elevator and the doors weren't really working on the elevator. And you had gotten, you know, some kind of backstory earlier in this scene about that. Yeah. He was already like creepy. He had like tried to smell her when she was like in the elevator. It was like fucking weird. But anyway, so the doors aren't working. She gets caught with like her head, like sticking out and like her arms are inside the elevator with the gentle, with the two guys and she can't, like, the elevator's going up at this point, which is fucking insane. 
And um, I said that this was definitely a one. Nora's beheading is a one. Um, Because then the elevator, like, keeps going, and then it does, like, end up ripping off her head. And I was like, is that really what the elevator does, or does it just stop? You know what I mean? I'm like, isn't there a safety feature? I don't know. You know what I mean? I know nothing. But I definitely, you know, felt like... I don't know. I just thought that this this whole scene was crazy and I just felt like would your head really like I don't know. I don't know. I felt like this movie the deaths were a little less plausible plausible, sorry. But definitely enjoyable like I, you know, it's a good movie. Um not knocking the movie at all. I'm just rank member or just ranking them if it would really happen that way. And yeah, I don't I don't I don't really think so. So in the next sequence of events, they get into a car accident because they're all in the van and I forget where they were going, but they're all together, all the rest of the survivors and clear and they get into a car accident, but the woman who with the short brown hair, I forget what her name is too, Kat, the woman Kat who's like taking, you know, she's like taking the Valium and she smokes those like black, like cigarillo, like clove cigarettes. Um, she gets like trapped in the car because like, I think, a one of the fence panels came through the side of the door and like impaled, um, one of her legs. Like she was trapped in the, in the car, in the van. So everybody like gets out of the van and everything and Rory, like a family that was nearby, like their kid was there and like one of like the news vans or one of the emergency vehicles like almost killed this kid, but Rory like moves him out of the way just in time and it was this kid Brian. So you see that in the background. I feel like, so the next death is Kat and I feel like it's a one scenario. So like it's not really going to happen this way, Kat's death. But if you're going to rank the airbag going off, I'd probably rank that a three. So Kat's situation is interesting. Like I said, there's like a log going through it. I think it like goes like on top of her leg. Like I don't think it went through her leg. I think she's just like trapped in the driver's seat. But there's also a PVC pipe that's been shattered that is behind her that has like come through the back of the van and didn't impale her in the, in the accident, but it's right behind her fucking head. So if we're going to talk about the whole scenario of that accident and everything, you know what I mean? Then, yeah, I would say, like, I don't know. I just feel like hers is weird because I feel like it's, I guess it's more of a two, you know what I mean? Because it probably wouldn't happen the way that it did. Um, I would think that they would have removed the PVC pipe before banging on the car, like, you know, cause if the airbags hadn't deployed, you know, yeah, you run the risk of her, you know, boom in the face. But I felt like I would have looked at the immediate dangers first, which would not have been the tree. It would have been the pipe behind her, you know, if I was assessing the dangerous situation, but that is again, just me. But anyway, so her, her death was very, very specific. And then, so yeah, so then what happens is the news, there's a news van that pulls up and it backs up into some like jagged rocks and now the gas tank is leaking and gas is running down a PVC pipe that's going parallel to, you know, the, 
where she's at and the firefighters are, you know, trying to like saw her out and then the airbags, duh, he like pounds the car with his fucking saw and then the airbag goes off and it impales the back of her head. So her cigarette, you know, as she's dead, she's smoking and her cigarette falls into this PVC pipe where this fuel has been kind of like going. And now we're at Rory's, you know, death and his split decision to do coke quickly um, was interesting as he's about to be like severed into a few pieces, but that just is his character, his colorful character in this movie. And, you know, it reaches back. So the gas from her cigarette, so the gas is going down the PVC pipe, the cigarello is lit and it ignites the gas. It goes back to the van and explodes the van and then it like also makes this wire fence piece go flying across the field and I think the cop and the girl I forget what her name is um Kimberly like fall you know like go to the ground flat and Rory's just like standing up in front of them and it like passes through him and like cuts him into a few pieces but he literally like just like sniffed some okay it was just like such a weird like whoa um like holy shit and Splits him into three. So, I mean, I feel like I'd rate this as, like, yeah, not going to happen. Definitely not going to happen. Rory's death is a one. Um, Cannot imagine seeing it happen this way. Very specific. The PVC pipe was key, which isn't everywhere. Yeah. I just feel like it was just way too perfect. Um, So then just, yeah, it was just a little silly. And he had, like, had that conversation with her. With Kimberly, like, oh, if I die, like, give... Because I think he realized he was next. So it was just, like, weird. It was just, like... Anyway. So Eugene, in the car, he got some, like, shrapnel in his lungs and stuff. So he had to go to the hospital. So he was taken away. So he didn't see anybody die. But, like, when you see him in the hospital, he's, like, on a ventilator. All of his electrical equipment, like, stops working. And somehow, like, magically unplugged, his ventilator is... And he's almost suffocated. He's on a breathing machine. It's just, like, this whole, like, crazy scenario of, like, not even a wind because you're in a building. You know, like, actual, like, presence in this room of, like, trying to kill Eugene. And I feel like I'd rate his, like, a two. Because, like, yes, accidents can happen because there were gases in there. And, like, you know, it it can happen. Gas, you know, gases ignite. If you had oxygen in there, absolutely. And... I think it would just have to be under way different, you know, situations. Um, it would not happen this way, <laughs> the way that we saw it. And, you know, Claire goes in looking for him, but when she opens up the door, it actually, like, sets off a chain of reactions again, and the plug comes out and causes a, yeah, it's just, it's just crazy. So both Claire and Eugene are killed in this final death scene, um, this big death scene toward the end of the movie, and... It's, it's like, I was kind of sad that Clear died. I was like, damn, really? Shit. I mean, when she died, I kind of thought, like, maybe we're not going to get any more of these movies. Maybe we're just going to get two, and that's it. That's all you're getting, guys. That's it. So I thought that that was interesting that they did kill her. But, um, but then the other death in the movie, which is interesting, is um, that guy Brian, who Rory saved during the accident that I talked about. And this is why, like, the movie's kind of funny, because 
it, you know, the kids in which, by the way, this kid in this movie is from the American version of Shameless and he plays, um, I think it's Mickey in Shameless. So uh, his name is Noel Fisher. He plays Brian Gibbons. So yeah, he, uh, yeah, Mickey Milkovich. Yep. Got that right. Um, sorry, I was like, looking it up really fast. But yeah, so they, you know, after everybody, like, you know, what's her name? Kimberly, like, dies, and then she fucking, um, she, like, drowns herself. They bring her back to life. Death skipped her. Everything's great. Blah, blah, blah. Then they go to the family who helped everybody during the accident. That's Brian, this kid, Brian's family. And I would rate Brian's a three because... I feel like, I don't know if it's happened, but I feel like the probability of it happening is very high. But he's, they're barbecuing and he goes to check on the food and he somehow, which we don't know, and that's why I feel like it makes it more probable because we didn't see what led up to the, the gas the gas grill exploding and it like blew him up. It was like insane. But like the money, the, the movie gets funny because then like his arm like lands on his mom's like plate. It's like, Brian! And then like the movie ends like to me like that's kind of funny like <laughs> it's not really scary that's that's kind of funny guys so anyway so those are the first two movies and I feel like that's a good place to kind of stop take a break think about three and four because five I definitely want to like <laughs> Okay, let's be serious. The fifth one's, like, one of my favorites. Um, I remember when I, I, like, literally can tell you, like, after I saw it, like, how excited I was. I was like, holy shit. I feel like that's when I realized, like, horror is going places. And that was, like, 2011, you know, because, anyway, we don't, I don't have to, like, get into that now. But I might not do three movies in the next one. I wish that the, the new one was already out. Because <laughs> um, then we can just, you know, talk about two in the last one. But maybe I'll, you know, talk about my hopes and dreams for the next one that, that hopefully we'll get. Because I thought we had heard that we were going to get a next, fi- a sixth Final Destination. So hopefully that doesn't kind of fizzle into nothing like the fucking collection did. Or um, what was that one going to be? Because it was like the collector, the collection, and then, I don't know. It was going to be the third one of those movies. And I was very angry to find out that that is not happening very it's like don't even tell us that don't even say anything until the money is in everybody's pockets people are hired and you're on set don't tell us till then literally that's how I feel about movies now like I don't want to know until it's actually fucking happening but then we didn't we're not going to get that background movie and apparently they shot the whole fucking thing so that really sucks um don't want to ever hear about a movie like that again and how much money was wasted for me it's yeah anyway don't have to go on that rant right now. <laughs> but anyway, this wine is delicious. Thank you guys for sticking by and, you know, listening to the podcast. And, you know, if there, if you want to talk about, if you want to, after listening to this, because the next one's not going to come out for a little bit. So if you want to think about three and four and tell me how you'd rank them on my scale, I'll say the scale again. A one would be no way that's going to happen. No way. Two is maybe, but under different circumstances or, you know, you know, little, it could, but, you know, because there are some of those. And then three would be, yes, that could happen or it already actually has. So think about three and four. 
because the third one's the roller coaster, fourth one's the NASCAR race. That's how I like to classify them by the opening scenes. Um, so we're gonna get, we're gonna go back to you know James Wan directing a movie in front the Final Destination series because he does direct the third one, and then we're gonna get a little silly with the fourth one, and I in a little three D I guess. Uh, the last two are three D. How funny is that? How funny is that? Any hoosers. But again, thank you all for listening. Thank you for sticking by. Please be sure to rate and review the podcast wherever you listen to help me grow. My goal for this year is to be able to reach everybody. So I would love to have 5,000 downloads this year because I think I only have like two. So it'd be cool to have a little bit more than that. Um, <laughs> So yeah, let's, or have I had to, I don't know, maybe, let me take that back. I can't remember now because I definitely had, yeah, I definitely need, yeah, I, yeah, sorry. I'm like doubting myself right now, guys. Sorry, the wine, the wine. But anyway, help me spread the word. Definitely tell your friends. Definitely if you live in the Massachusetts area, stay tuned for the movie nights. I will be picking another one. I didn't even talk about the last one I just did. Uh, last two weeks ago we showed happy death day for my little like mini non-birthday party um but it was like in honor of my birthday so that was really fun a lot of people hadn't seen it or hadn't seen it in a while and that was really really fun to watch it's just a really good group movie and it is pretty funny and it actually has like a pretty good message behind it so if you haven't checked it out you should go check it out another movie recommendation and yeah, just thanks again for sticking around and, you know, we'll talk about three and four next time and then I'll decide about five. We'll see. Maybe it'll just be a shorter episode and I'll just do it, you know, a little bit closer together. Um, it's just been weird, like recordings. I have to like wait for my husband to be done working and I like to record at like five and not at like seven o'clock at night. Um, I'm not really a night owl during the week. But I'm going to try to be better about recording on the weekends. And I'm going to, guys, I'm going to catch my groove again. I swear. I swear. I swear. I swear. But until then, love you all. Be good to each other. And.